0: The caveat was the seller didn't want to sell it if he could Airbnb it. And my buyers didn't want to buy it if they couldn't Airbnb it.
1: Welcome to episode 10 of the Nashville Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Swanson. And in today's episode, we're headed downtown with Tyler Henson to talk about an historic Nashville penthouse. This episode is full of good information about our current market, and we also get into how it's possible, granted extremely difficult, to get an Airbnb license in Davidson County. Later in the episode, Tyler discusses his path to success over the past four years, which has led his team to over 21 million in sales last year alone. And with that, here's the show. Today, we have Tyler Henson, Part of Team Henson, who's with Keller Williams. How are you doing today, Tyler?
0: Ooh, I'm doing great, Jared. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, super excited,
1: you know, to be able to do this. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. And um, we've got an exciting uh interview about downtown Nashville penthouse. But before we get there, we always start each episode with what is your favorite restaurant in and around Nashville?
0: Oh gosh, favorite. There's so many to choose from. You can't do that to me.
1: Okay. What's I'll your say recent one? Thing?
0: That's, yeah, one that's been just super high on our radar lately um, is Ladybird Taco. It's not a super new spot, but it's fairly recent, you know, 12 South area. Man, they've got just the best, some of the best tacos. Um, I'm a fan of all different styles of tacos, but uh, I can always appreciate when you go into a place. And they've got a lady pressing out fresh tortillas. That is always going to be
1: my jam. <laughs> Absolutely! Oh, ladybird, and a really cool uh, building. I love the building that it's in too. Really cool.
0: It really is. And and you know their little thing is like a little bit of Texas in Tennessee. And you know, Jackie, my wife, is from Texas, and so that's what she she's like. Oh, that's me. That's me. So she always feels <laughs> feels good about it.
1: Awesome. All right, that remind. It's been a been a few months since I've last been there, so I'm glad you said that. It reminded me to go check out. I love their breakfast tacos. So good, no doubt. Awesome. Well, let's get started here and talk about downtown Nashville. Um, why don't you unpack this for us, Tyler? Um, who did you represent, and was a buyer or seller? And just give a little, um, give us a little details about this awesome property.
0: Oh wow so this was just a crazy deal um of course it was uh it was no secret it was a famous on property when it listed it was all over you know um all over the internet all over the country music sites and things like that but i had i had a couple of guys um that are investors that they really wanted to have this place they do a lot of business in nashville and they need a killer spot to say, rather than having to rent a hotel every time they come, but for it to make sense financially, they really needed to be able to Airbnb it. The caveat was the seller didn't want to sell it if he could Airbnb it. And my buyers didn't want to buy it if they couldn't Airbnb it. So like most people would say, okay, well, this is not a good fit. We'll just find you something that you can Airbnb, but they want this place. And there was also like a little bit of a dangling carrot in front of us because the only thing that kept it from being eligible uh, to, you know, short-term rent or Airbnb is the HOA and the HOA guidelines. And apparently they were in in talks, the HOA had been in talks about uh, changing that, but nothing was on the table. There was no vote scheduled. It was just... um, a possibility. And I even let these guys know this and they wanted to go for it anyway. And so like, I find myself in what feels like this whole, like Kobayashi Maru kind of situation where it's like, there's no way that this is going to win. Like, there's no way, like, there's no way that I can have influence. And that's what they wanted was for me to be able to have this influence on the HOA and make, you know, fast progress to get this thing eligible um, or get the HOA rules changed before they close on it. And, uh, I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to do that. First of all, and they're like, Oh, you got this. We believe in you. You can do, you can totally do this anyway. So it, uh, it made for a very tense situation on my back. Cause I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And like that, but that's totally been the whole story of so many deals that we've done you know, because our heart and our passion is to help people. So a lot of times we'll say yes first, and then we'll figure it out later. And then we find ourselves, I find myself in this stressful, crazy situation like this. So um, I don't know, to spare all the crazy details, um, the, the seller's agent was magnificent to work with. She was so patient with me when things didn't look like it made sense. And of course, you know, maybe she won't listen to this, but I couldn't give her all the information, but we, (laughs) we worked through it and we actually did get set into motion. It didn't actually happen, but got set into motion, um, you know, those changes. And, uh, so it still hasn't happened yet. It's in progress, but they ended up, it ended up, you know, giving them enough peace about it that, you know, they move forward and they're super stoked. They're going to do, you know, a renovation on it. Hopefully I can go in and kind of update people with some photos on what that looks like afterward but they're super excited and it was uh it was just a great day to be able to close that one out um and Jackie and I just high five and like I don't know how we just did this but it just it happened and it probably wasn't me but you know it it happened and we're part of it <laughs>
1: That's amazing. That's so cool. And, um, tell us a little bit more about the property itself, not, not the exact location or anything like that, but just, it, it's a really cool, um, you know, building, um, and, you know, how big was it? Tell us, you know, a little bit of specs on it.
0: Oh, it was, um, I mean, it was a big four bedroom place, uh, but really, you know, like, you know, nobody really cares how big it is really what, where it shines is like it has so much character because it's in an old building you have this old exposed brick like normally you know the type of things that you would see you know like in New York City or some you know some place like that not Nashville but it just even though it kind of had that old style to it it just poured out like Nashville vibes uh, and then it had you know this rooftop terrace like you could go out and and totally see you know the Batman building like it was just Like, this thing is just, like, everything Nashville. Like, you get on the rooftop, you can hear live music from downtown because it's just right there in the heartbeat of Nashville. So it's definitely going to make an amazing Airbnb. But I think think my guys have been enjoying it, um, you know, without it being an investment quite yet anyway. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, that's so cool. And, you know, in that price point, um, I, you know, I'm curious to know were there multiple offers and obviously the higher you go and the less that, uh, that you're going to, you know, probably have as, as far as offers go, but uh, were you up against any competition?
0: We weren't on this one. So it's very unique. You know, of course it was, you know, it was touching toward, you know, the $3 million range. So, it, it's becoming less and less common, but you know, as you get over that two million dollar threshold, depending on the property, you start narrowing uh, your buyer pool a little bit. But with this one being, you know, a penthouse and right downtown, not everyone is looking to spend that kind of money, you know, on a penthouse downtown in Nashville yet. Uh, I'm, and I can really see that changing. Nashville is really starting to grow up, um, which I think is much needed. Uh, So that that way we're not just bursting at the seams, you know, you know, the city, you know, if the inner city, you know, downtown, downtown Nashville has to grow, it's going to have to grow up, you know, because there's only so much space we can go out. But so I do think that's changing. But, um, you know, if this was a different city that that, you know, penthouses were much more common, you know, people don't think penthouse when they think Nashville. You know, they think, of course, they do think Broadway, but they typically think Tennessee, countryside, hills, you know, thinking more like, you know, Brentwood or like Forest Hills, you know, kind of scenery with larger lots and things like that. But they definitely think Broadway in this place just bleeds, you know, country music, vibes, like, you know, downtown, this is the heart of Nashville through and through.
1: We know so we didn't really
0: have a lot of competition at the time. I really think, um, I really think that if if this place was already Airbnb eligible, there would be a lot more people thinking like, you know, my buyers, and hey, you know, this is this is probably not going to be just this huge money maker, but it'll pay for itself and give us, you know, one of the best spots in the city to come and visit. Uh, so I think I definitely think that they benefited from that not happening yet and just rolling the dice on that and taking that risk. Of course, you know, the higher risk you take, you know, the better opportunity for reward. If it was a sure thing, I don't think that, I think that it would have been a lot tougher negotiations.
1: Definitely. And we were talking about this offline a little bit, but why don't you, um, you know, share with us some of the changes in 2022, at least for Davidson County, as far as Airbnb for non-occupant um, owners, um, what kind of is now, you know, the, the law of the land?
0: Well, you still have a lot of, um, a lot of zonings uh, that are grandfathered in, if there's current permits, those are non-transferable. Um, so it, it definitely gets you know, it definitely gets a bit complicated. If, if you try to, you know, sell one of those properties and somebody wants to maintain that as an Airbnb. Um, so that does get a little bit difficult, but they're just mainly around, uh, your more like, you know, uh, urban zoning overlays, um, some of your more commercial zonings, really the safest bet for any of those, you know, type of properties right now, is going to be to stick with these developments that are newer, that we designed and built specifically for short-term rentals because your developers have already done that legwork to make sure your zoning is right. Uh, that way, your investment is going to be protected for years to come. And then you've got several units there all together that that's what everyone does is, is the short-term rental thing. And you're not actually taking a neighbor from someone. I think that's where Metro codes have kind of stepped in Is you know, once upon a time it seemed like, it was, you know, some people didn't ever have neighbors because it was just somebody new every weekend, you know, um, renting out the, the house or, or the condo or whatever. And so, you know, it's kind of focusing more in those specific locations that have been developed for those type of properties.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for kind of unpacking that a little bit. And, um, cause it, it can get complicated. I know. <laughs> you it say? really
0: can. And I don't know, we really never intended to kind of get into that space. It just kind of happened really, you know, um, we have one person interested and I've always had interested interest in it. Um, we're actually, we actually have a, um, short term rental Airbnb type property under contract right now for ourselves that we're investing in. So, um, you know, we just kind of took interest in it and, you know, took this one client and, you know, he was willing to learn with us. And we just kind of took that knowledge and and it just kind of stacked up, you know. Um, But, you know, it's definitely not like the area that we focus on and maintain. Like our mission is still to make it easier and more fun for people to buy and sell their homes. And so our heart is really for, you know, these people living in these properties. But, it's definitely cool to get into that space and, and be able to help people sort out the complexity of those types of properties.
1: Yeah, and one question I always like to ask, and you you've pretty much answered it, is you know what was unique about this, or what what did you learn in, in this deal? And it clearly you learned a ton. But is there anything else that you can think of um, that um, you know uh, was brought to light throughout this transaction?
0: Oh gosh, just. Staying positive, man. Really, mo, you know, more than anything, um, there are a lot of times I could have felt defeated in this whole thing. There was never really a time that I thought that they would just like back out, so I wasn't worried about like my reputation as far as that goes, and far, as far as like you know, having a risky type of contract. But it would—I totally felt the weight of it being my fault. Uh, if it wasn't gonna go you know for Airbnb, and even though like I really didn't have much control over that, I just felt the responsibility of it. So just you know staying positive and looking for opportunities, looking for um, you know just a way instead of an excuse, uh, you know that was that was really. I guess my, one of my big takeaways from that, it's like, just always staying positive, always looking for opportunities, always looking, you know, for, you know, just a way to make things happen and to help people, you know, and keeping that attitude first.
1: That's great. And it's hard to do that at times, but, um, probably helps having a partner in the business too, to kind of keep you, uh, you know, up on a down day and, and vice versa.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I definitely take on, you know, the majority of uh, of the stressful, complex, crazy situations. But, you know, my wife, Jackie, and I working together uh, it definitely helps. I can't imagine like being in situations like that where I don't have somebody cheering me on saying, you know, I don't know what to do, but I'm here to help if you need it. And like, you got this, like, I, I believe if anybody can do this, it's you. And I'm like, I, I can't, but it's okay. Cause we're going to figure it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing to have that support. And, you know, it's, you're coming on year five now in the business team Henson with uh, you and Jackie. And, um, you know, what's something that you can share, uh, with the listeners about, um, maybe something that you've learned that maybe, Uh, elevated or accelerated your success or yeah, anything that you think would be helpful to maybe anyone that's stepping into this, uh, into this market, into this job.
0: Yeah. There's one thing that we do. I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, probably not, you know, one of a kind, but it's definitely unique. And most people want to measure their success and measure all these, you know, they have all these different metrics for everything and conversion rates and things like that. Um, I know some people are going to be shaking their head at me, but we don't really use that stuff um, because we have, you know, we have this uh, thing that we say um, every day and it's that, you know, we're going to do as much today as we can to create as many opportunities as possible. And so there's no, this is organic. We're dealing with real people. There's no, conversion rates yeah we can see patterns and we can see we can put a percentage on anything but at the end of the day we're talking about a real human being that we can't place some statistic on and know how successful we're going to be it's our connection with that person and there may be somebody that we don't really work out too well with like they don't see things my way or you know whatever or just maybe it's not a good fit, you know, but it's a good fit for someone else, you know, should that skew our entire, you know, metrics, but, um, but to get back on focus, it's, it's just seeing those opportunities, but also doing things that create opportunities, rather than doing things specifically for a return. It's to create the possibility of something greater happening that we can't even see. And when we choose to do that every day, we see that crazy things happen that we would never would have dreamed. You know, it's like, um, you know, we, we closed over $21 million in properties last year, 51 properties, 43 people that we helped like, and I don't say that as some kind of flex. I say that as in our wildest dreams, we would have never imagined being able to do that. Like, over 10 million in a year was unfathomable to us, and I fully believe that, you know, it's all the work that we put into it. I fully believe, you know, leading up to that, right? It wasn't just we did these, implemented this thing at the beginning of, of 2021, and it just, it was very successful, and blah, 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 our records show it. No, it was it was every failure, every little thing that we did starting at day one of me getting my license, not having a clue what I'm doing and feeling so inadequate in writing a contract for my friend that, you know, took a chance on me, knowing that I haven't, you know, done this at all before. There was number one client, you know. Uh, all that leading up to it, you know, but also it's, you know, it's God opening doors, you know, we're faithful to do the work, but without God opening these doors, there's no way we would have the opportunities that we had. Uh, But if we weren't looking for those opportunities and we weren't trying to create the possibility of opportunities, there's no way that those would have happened. Uh, And so you don't have to always have a clear cut path to everything. You can just be, be trying to create and look for opportunities that, that come available and just saying yes. And, you know, there's times where we have to create boundaries and say no to some things, but there's so many times that saying yes to something that doesn't make sense has led to something greater than we could have ever dreamed.
1: Wow. Boom. That's a mic drop right there, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I mean, we could keep going. I could keep listening to that. that. That's amazing. Just to hear the passion too. And like you said, it's, it's not one thing that you did. Um, it's a multitude of things, even failures. I love that. Learning from the failures and just keep pressing forward. Just keep going. Um, it's super powerful. So thanks for sharing that.
0: Absolutely. And overall, just, you know, not to take up any more time, but quickly, you know, to us, it's really been our mission that has really kept us focused, you know, in our belief in being able to help people and that, you know, we've got to risk making mistakes. We don't want to make mistakes, but just owning them when they do happen and doing what we can to make them right. So that, you know, those mistakes don't affect other people, you know, but, um, you know, but they're, you know, they're kind of necessary to the process and, and just growing, but, you know, we would, let those things defeat us if we didn't have this you know this mission that we're driven you know to help as many people as possible have a, a better home buying and selling
1: experience definitely definitely well said well if uh, someone's listening to this and they have a, a a penthouse that they uh want you to sell what's uh what's the best way <laughs> to get in touch with you the
0: best way and the fastest way is to shoot me a text Nine three one two three one five nine nine four. 931-231-5994. But if you're not ready to commit, just follow me on Instagram. We show a lot of personality on there. We're on there a lot. Feel free to reach out, comment. We act like an idiot on our stories and do funny stuff. So you just hit me up at Tyler Henson, T-Y-L-E-R-H-E-N-S-O-N on Instagram.
1: That's awesome. All right, cool. And all that will be in the, the show notes. And yeah, Tyler, I really appreciate you coming on here. I learned a ton. Um, and it was a cool story to, uh, to share about that downtown closing. So thanks for coming on here and uh, love Jared, the pleasure
0: is all mine. I really appreciate you having me on here.
1: Absolutely. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you're a realtor and would like to be interviewed, you can email Nashville Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to stay informed on when the next episode will drop and give us a five star rating if you enjoyed the show. Thank you.